at first I thought they were jeans, and I'm like, jeans don't look fucking like glam enough for this. supposed to do we shut it down casey yo this is episode motherfucking 40 of our 40 40 is like no fucking around like that 40 is no joke yeah it's a lot of a thing coming in on that year 40 we've done it like this is uh we will have produced like if you started you could play us for a whole work week yeah if you started monday at nine it's 40 yeah dude that's a lot of content that's a lot of hours (laughs) I did like 35 of them. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. Well, we had a couple of pretty long ones in there, so. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we went, there's a lot, there's like a stretch where we're like, they're consistently hour and a half episodes. Yeah. And then we went through a period of like 37 to 46 minute episodes, which we're, I think we're pulling out of it. I think we're going to end up with 55 minute episodes on average. That's my, that's what I think will that's happen. That's the prediction. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to get right around an hour, and I think that's a really good podcast length, too. I, I, think, I would prefer to be under an hour than over an hour. For sure. Yeah. I think the calls dictate. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or length. Totally. Wink. Dictate. Length. <laughs> what are we doing here, Bo? Oh, shit. Got to it before you did. Fuck. Welcome to Telefriends, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 40 of Telefriends. What we do here is take, we play the, what we do here is we play the messages that you leave when you call 304-518-JAMS. And then I'm I haven't heard any of these calls. My name is Bo. This is Casey. He's Yo. heard all these shits. That's not how I spoke. No, that's no, not. it's not. Last week we had a uh, yeah. We kicked things off with a heated discussion about Harry Potter, mm-hmm. the Potterverse. Yeah, there was a uh, follow up for that with call number six. Hey, Telefam. Uh, this is Rachel. I have a follow up from the follow up Harry Potter. <laughs> You can just play that noise. It's fine. I'll just not call again. Uh, I have a follow-up to the follow-up Harry Potter question. Okay. Uh, Didn't realize y'all were so invested in Harry Potter. Good to know I have found my people. Um, I have uh, a weird thing about house identification, and I want to know your thoughts on it, because when I I was growing up and reading the books and watching the movies, clearly I was in Ravenclaw, because duh real bookish real smart real like abide by the rules pretty much all the time kind of person and then uh when pottermore came out first uh right before i right after i finished college i took the quiz and immediately soared into ravenclaw right of course as promised who i am as a person uh and then just this past year i went and re-signed up for pottermore because i was like oh it's so new and way less lame than before and I end up getting sorted into Gryffindor, <gasps> which is kind of strange. Um, yeah, people change. And then I'm taking all these online quizzes, and they're like, oh, no, you're in Hufflepuff. <gasps> so Shit. I wonder um, a couple of things. What house are you all in in your brain, and what house does Pottermore tell you you're in? Um, and then also, like, why does a house um, quiz that tells me something different than what I want it to be 
sting so much? Is it because um, for certain folks, like, identifying with a specific house is, like, finding the cipher of the person you want to be and then you're like, oh, okay, well, I am, like, cunning and I'm scheming and, like, I'm really savvy and so, of course, I'm in Slytherin. Like, they're <laughs> super cool. How can nobody oh, says they're Slytherin? Oh, of course, I'm in uh, Hufflepuff. I'm really nice and I'm a team player, all this other stuff. And, like, you know... If you get the wrong result, why does it feel so bad? So, lots of questions. Can't wait to hear your thoughts. Bye. Oh man, that was thanks for thanks for thanks for keeping this discussion alive. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here's here's my first reaction to this case worm is ooh. <laughs> don't, don't care for that one. I you like. <clears throat> I was just saying that nobody says they're Slytherin and nobody says they're Hufflepuff, right? Um, and you pointed to yourself when I said Slytherin because you you're, you're saying you identify as a Slytherin. I think I think it's from probably yet. Well, here's and that feeds directly into my theory about this, which is that you should not be able to pick your own house. The problem with it's the, like nicknames. Yeah. That's the problem with the fucking thing. It's like you're answering a set of questions. Like, so you're determining your house because you like answer the questions, and then based on the weight of each answer or whatever, it, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's and the, I think that's, that's the sorting hats job. Not, not, it's not, a not your job, right? And so it's a reading of your soul, not answering your questions. Yeah, because I don't think you get to determine that shit. I, I really don't. What did it tell you? You are Ravenclaw. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. So when I took it, is there a Ravenhuff? I think that would be in the. I'm a Slitherpuff. Slitherpuff? Because you're like because we went back. Fucking, you're we not... went back and we changed one answer and it switched me to, to the other one. But like I spend a lot of time with you. Uh huh. You're not a fucking Slytherin, dog. Like it's that's yeah, just yeah. not the deal. People change. What's inside? Are you the way you act because that's the way you are inside, or are you like you don't ever find yourself trying to be a better person? What I'm saying is, is like it's. I, I don't think it's for me to decide that I'm a Ravenclaw or anything. I think, I think it's for you to decide, and I think it's for me to decide whether or not you're a Slytherin. And I, you're fucking not one. I think you're a Muggle. I, you're, I think you're right. Because like Amanda, my wife, uh, gets sorted into either she gets sorted into Ravenclaw in the new one, and then she got. She's just like obviously a Gryffindor. <laughs> you know, I, I, obviously. I mean. Obvious to me. I don't know. Yeah, nobody wants to uh, to think they don't understand themselves. Right. You know, they don't want somebody else to tell them what they are and go, oh my God, you're right. Yeah. That implies that you haven't been paying attention for your ever. Yeah. I also think it's like not, it's weird how important it is to people to be sorted in the way that they expected to be sorted, yeah. to be classified in the way they expected to be. That's true of everything. Like Because you want your self-image to match the image that you project. It's the same the thing like... Running into people you went to high school with and being like, oh, yeah, you were always kind of a jock. And they're like, I was? Yeah. Yes, like, you were. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, how did you not see that? Everyone else saw that. Right. Yeah. It's just a way to keep that going in our lives. Hmm. We want to be classified, but we don't want, to, don't want anyone else to do it to us. See, that, and I think that's fucked up. The second someone else classifies us, we're angry about it. Yeah. So how dare you propose to know me better than I know myself? I don't think there's any other way. Well, we have a caller who wants us to make that decision about them. Okay. With call number three. Hello, telefriends. The name's Big Ross. Second time caller, zero times listener. Boy, <laughs> could I use your advice. I recently got me a speeding ticket. I'm not proud of myself. Ordinarily, I would take defensive driving and get it wiped from my record. Alas, I've taken defensive driving in the state of Texas within the last 12 months for a prior conviction. 
also of the moving violations variety. That makes so that's off the table. That leaves three options as far as I can tell. The first is to be a man, pay the $250 or whatever it is, fine. Let my driving record become permanently tainted and probably have to pay more for my car insurance. Yeah, fuck that. Can't say I'm a fan of that. Number two is to appear in court. Hope the cop who busted me doesn't also appear and get it dismissed. That doesn't, it doesn't work like that. But sometimes these law enforcing types consolidate all their court dates at the same time. That's why it doesn't work like that. Plus, he only ticketed me for going 40 and a 30. I was actually doing 50. But I like to think I'm still a good person. But anyway, if we do that and he shows up, we're right back where we started. Yeah. Number three is to pay a lawyer to get the ticket dismissed. I would have to pay a reduced fine, and I'd be on probation. That means no tickets for 90 days or else. But uh, I feel slightly guilty about that. Why? Sort of like I'm... Buying my freedom, if you know what I mean. I'd be no better than OJ. So, Teletubbies, what do I do? I suppose suicide is also an option, but there's a different hotline I can call for that. Slow down. Anyway, I'll hang up now and, and wait for your answer. What radio station is this, uh, anyway? <laughs> Thanks for calling. Yeah, dude. I mean, I think you show up at the court date and then take the fucking reduced thing they give you for showing up. That wasn't one of the options. I mean, it's it's a modified option too. I didn't know that lawyer thing was was a, was an option in the world. See, what happened to me the last time I got a ticket was I like went to court because I was like, I don't know, I didn't want to fucking pay the whole fine. I wanted to like, because what they do is they like the the fucking the lawyer shows up and he's like, here's what I could do for you, and it like it's like a hundred dollars less than what it says, and you feel like you're getting a good deal, and there, but they take it off your record because really all they want is your money, and then you just fucking take it. Like, yeah. Uh, Pay the money. I don't think you have to pay a lawyer for that. Though. Well, I guess the idea is that you don't have to go. Oh, right, right, right. The lawyer does that part for you, mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah, dude, fuck that. Just show up to court. Just got that kind of time. I mean, I do. You do. You know why? Because you're speeding everywhere. <laughs> he gets where he's going. <laughs> um, 50 in the 30s, that's pretty quick, though. That's that's a hefty speed. I guess he'd reduced it because if you're, if you're over 15 miles an hour, it's like that's reckless driving. That's another ticket. Sure. I think that's the case. Have you gotten a lot of tickets in your life? I've got the ticket here and there. Mostly speeding. We got out of a ticket when you were driving one time. We did. That was awesome. That was also speeding. Yeah. Was it speeding? I think so. Or a tail light thing. Speeding. Yeah. And then he was like, oh, it's all that you're tagged because we're out. And right. Shit. Yeah, man. Man, that uh, that it, day like was like humming along, and then came to a screeching halt, <laughs> and then like nothing feels better than that. Yeah, then it was like right you back know, on go course. Ahead and get that fixed. Yeah, man. Yes, sir. I sh- certainly will. Sure as words. What does that mean? Is that a phrase? I don't. Know. I couldn't think of the end of the phrase, so <laughs> I just said words. So your advice is to to go show up. Yeah, yeah. Show up. Pay the ticket. We'll play call number four. Uh, okay, uh, Big Ross here again. I, I couldn't wait uh, uh, for you for your advice to, to come on the air. So I went ahead and made up my own mind oh, no. and chose option three, which was to, to pay one of these cottage industry law firms $100 to appear in court for me and make it all disappear. I'll have to pay a reduced fine. Great. But And, and of course, the 90-day probation is uh, – is is a thing um but uh am i a bad person after all please say no 
<laughs> I mean, I don't think whether or not you pay a lawyer to reduce your fine, I don't think whether or not you're a good person is hanging in the balance on that deal. I think you're a terrible person. <laughs> I think you think money can solve everything. <laughs> and one day, that philosophy will bite you on the keister. <laughs> I mean... And that sucks tailpipe, as they say in my circles. <laughs> the automotive enthusiast yeah. circle. Yeah. Oh, man. It would be hard for you to suck tailpipe. Sucks tailpipe. Because <laughs> you're so tall. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I disagree. I don't... From this, I can't tell he's a bad person. He's, imp- I, he's impatient at best. <laughs> yeah, he isn't a... Yeah. He didn't want to wait. <laughs> That's really funny. Uh, uh, you know what time it is, Bo? You know what we're doing here? What are we doing here? We're playing call number nine. Ooh, welcome oh, to another episode of Name That Film. One more time. Ooh, welcome to another episode of Name That Film. This is my favorite part. I'm your host, Grappling Greg McGormick. And as always, <laughs> if our contestants are unable to make up a name for the film I describe, I will be retconned out of existence. Retconned. Let's begin. Dracula looks for proof that his grandson is a vampire and needs to remain in Transylvania. All right. Wait. 30 seconds on the clock. Hold on. What was the premise? Contestants at the ready... He needs to prove his grandson. Dracula's looking for a way to prove his grandson is needs to remain in transit. Blood relative. Ding ding. All right. Uh, so I we get. (laughs) I hope hope we have a lot of conversations with people about the show. Yeah, that are like afraid of calling, afraid of sounding stupid, and like we get a lot of calls where people people like don't leave their finest let their finest side show. But I want to assure everybody. What? Well, I think you're in safe hands with us. I want to assure everybody. I would never. No. Try to embarrass somebody. No. You're in, you're in good hands. With Especially when you're a regular caller. Yeah, man. We're not going to take advantage of you. We're, we'll never make. We'll always make you look cool. Is the rule of telephone. Play call number seven. Hey, T.S. This is Lydia. What up? Um, I just missed. I can't believe I wasn't able to check in. Uh, All right. <laughs> Play call number two. Call number two? Yeah. You didn't put these in a row? No. Hey, it's HelloFresh. This is Lydia. Hello um, again. <laughs> I was just calling because uh, I got my windows tinted the other day. Sick. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Play call number seven. Oh, man. Hey, P.S. Is this how this we started? This is Lydia. Um, hey. I just missed i can't believe yeah this girl no number eight excuse me number eight you guys <laughs> i'm getting pretty into this whole twin peaks thing well like <laughs> rapidly into it well <laughs> oh man all right twin peaks tinting and checking in well it's because we were like where are you at yeah 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 <clears throat> and it's so it's good to hear from you lid <laughs> She she got on quite the streak there. Yeah, that sucks. They all cut off after twelve seconds. The thing about <laughs> Lydia that uh, maybe more astute listeners to Telefriends know, mm-hmm. but I doubt it. Lydia was like a singer. She like took like voice lessons as a kid. Ooh la la! And um, sometimes her voice is pitched in such a way as to be as to resemble the frequency of the tones on a touch tone phone. <laughs> This so, is true. Okay. So, like, occasionally, like, shit will, like, activate on her phone because she's talking on it. And, like, 
something that she'll like inadvertently sustain a note long enough to, to for it to be like oh that's five or so and that does whatever five does or whatever that's excellent it's weird i just i was just so pleased that she had she had called in like two of those were like back to back yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but okay so tenting windows i got those windows tended just finish, win- just finish, finish the thought. Does tinted windows make it so I get less sunburns out the left side? Yeah, I would think so. Like it stops the does it sun coming in as much because you can see out. Yeah, yeah, it's magic. I still don't understand how that works. How does that work? Don't understand it. <laughs> it's also illegal to 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 do it too dark. Yeah, but like Why is that. Well, who gives a shit? I think it's like officers of the law may need to see what you're doing in there. Yeah, we've got tinted windows uh, in our back room at work, right Ooh. on the like an area where people walk and it's reflective on the other side uh-huh. so like and it's a whole door so we constantly have people stopping and like examining Checking themselves, themselves and, sure. and like, that's picking really their funny nose and i like, think i've done that a hundred times yeah so like making like i watched a guy do like skinny face fat face like <laughs> body thing like i'm fat i'm skinny i'm, fat, I'm skinny like five times that's really good yeah oh man but the windows but the doors are pretty thin so you have to make sure you i bet you, guys you have to keep me pick my nose a thousand times thousands a lot of times i picked my nose today and it hurt so bad it was a grabber huh yeah dude went to the core i like if if i had walked by my desk i would have asked myself if everything was okay <laughs> you, you picked your nose so hard yeah i was a, i cried that, that a childhood toy came out <laughs> like where have you been you've never seen an episode of twin peaks uh, i've watched one episode of twin peaks was it season one episode one Yes, it was. And I you were st- like, I'm I out. started at the beginning. <laughs> no, it's like it was super entertaining and fun to watch, but it's impossible to watch now. Fresh, just because it's like of co- after consuming so much TV and having so many conversations about TV. Yeah, to try to watch it now is like really not great because it's a network TV show from 20 years ago. Yeah, and I know what it's doing. 25. I know that there's not going to be answers for some of the things that they're bringing up. <sighs> right. And I w- would be fine with that, but it like the mystery is not there for me, you know. Mhm. Yeah. Which is a bummer. Can I steer this conversation back to Harry Potter? Always. And then you can tell me whether or not I've said this shit on the podcast. Back to Potter Corner. <laughs> Uh, so Potter, seriously, tell me if I've said this shit before in the Potter less because I'm, uh, I'm a person who comes up. <laughs> no. I'm a person who comes up with like a fucking answer for something, and I'm like, that's how I feel about it, and I'll just say this for the rest of my life. So, <clears throat> in the last Harry Potter book, mm-hmm. like fucking a, at least half of it, if not Harry two-thirds. Potter and the Hearts of Glass. Yeah, at least for two, like at least for half, maybe two thirds of it, Harry and the gang are just like literally aimlessly wandering around yeah harry and the hendersons are just Mm -hmm. wandering around the fucking woods like yeah without a plan looking for these horcruxes right spoiler Mm -hmm. alert read these books it's been a long time and i believe that uh, like any novel that you write is a fucking like document of the process by which that novel was written uh so you can tell like fucking the rita skeeter character in in harry potter is very much shaped by uh jk rowling's interactions with the press yeah and her newfound fame with the mainstream media yeah um <laughs> so i'm saying that's what i mean and so like when 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 they when when they're just wandering around the woods it's just because jk rowling can't figure out what the fuck they should do i think so i really do i really think she's like i don't know how to wrap this up so i'm just literally walking in the woods no it's not like she like well, I, whatever i write they gotta put in the book I'm... 
well done here take it to the presses i, I genuinely think those looks <laughs> i really think that and i think that's what's happening in the new season of fucking twin peaks is that fucking they can't figure out what Coop ought to be doing so they just kind of have them wandering around not doing much i don't think i don't think lynch gives a shit about what he's doing i don't think yeah i think there's if a, he doesn't know what he's doing he doesn't care he doesn't there's no yeah he doesn't feel compelled to create reasons for anything I may, that might be true i kind of feel that way i kind of feel that he just like creates an image and lets you decipher it and doesn't have a fucking plan for its hidden meanings and all that shit but i think at this point like when you're watching the new episodes like you can tell they've kind of like reverse engineered some of the mythology yeah so i don't know i just think he can't figure out what the fuck to do i then those all this of this episodes are so fucking scary holy shit that show's scary now because it's on showtime so it's like the fucking gloves are off scary. Yeah. yeah jesus christ oi so and so watching twin peaks for me has been like something i'm excited to do but weirdly kind of a chore because yeah. it's like they're so fucking scary i know i have to like deal with it you know yeah. and also i know that not a lot's gonna happen with the fucking main character the beloved main character so i don't know if you're the same way but i've got things that i purposely don't consume because I'm saving them. Like, I'll get to this one day. Yeah, that's how I was with The Princess Bride for a long time. Yeah, like, I've never read Alan Moore's From Hell. Right, me neither. I, I think I'll like it. Uh, yeah. But I just, I know it's out there, and it's nice and big, and one day I want to sit and consume it, and I yeah. want to enjoy myself. For but a long there's time, always going to be so... Yeah. For a long time, Twin Peaks was one of those things for me. I was like, one day I'll sit and just yeah. binge watch it all. And this new season started, and I was like, nah. It's like, I think that one's just going to wash away and into time which i think i'll never consume it i think that's an argument for just consuming the thing in the moment i think it could be it could be because like things are going to be influenced by that thing like yeah fucking you and i have watched every episode of the gilmore girls that fucking show sorry just gilmore girls that fucking show is heavily fucking indebted to twin peaks right and so like so there like exists things that like have like consumed and been influenced by twin peaks and and have put a new thing in the world and that and that's happened enough that you're too it's almost like you're too far removed at this point yeah i think maybe and i think like the especially with the fucking tv renaissance yeah i think the re-excitement about it's really kind of just put me off like yeah not gonna bother Maybe when it dies I did down. That, like I did that for The Wire, and it turned out really well. Yeah. I got super stoked when I finally got around to watching it. That guy has a new show coming out. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's weird. Like I'm like I'm really excited about TV, but I'm trying to be less excited about TV. And I don't... I, I feel like... I feel myself pulling back from it. I'm 100% the same way. Like, I used to be my thing. It used to be like, I was TV yeah. guy. Word. Like, TV, and then then movies, and then, like, yeah. comics and books and shit like that. Right. And I was like, but now it's like, I'm trying to get out of that. I'm trying to find... I'm trying to get out the game. Projects. I'm trying to find yeah. more creative ways to entertain myself. Speaking of, we had a caller who had a very good idea on that front. Oh, shit. Call number five. Hey, way to steer it back into what our show is actually for. Hi, guys. This is Kelly calling from Austin, and I just wanted to let you know I love what you're doing with Telefriends. Thanks. And I wanted to share um, a thing I did with a telephone and a flyer about a year or two ago here in Austin. Um, It was the idea of mystery compliment. The flyer said mystery compliment. Send a picture, get a compliment. And people did. They sent pictures of themselves, of their pets, of inanimate objects, and I answered every text quickly as I could um, with a compliment about that thing. And sometimes they were humorous. Sometimes they were just plain old compliments. 
Um, but it was a really fun project. So when I saw your flyer at Vulcan Video in Austin, I had to grab the number. Fuck yeah. Uh, went home and then I learned all about your podcast. Um, but I wanted to say, um, great job. Thanks. And, um, I wanted to give a little background behind Mystery Compliment. It wasn't purely my idea. It was somewhat borrowed from, um, an article I read about a Coke machine in Seattle that was a, uh, mysterious Coke machine planted out on a sidewalk and it would give you, um, different selections, like the traditional selections for a beverage, Coke, Fanta, Sprite. But then there was a mystery button on it. And when you hit that button, it would disperse something bizarre and discontinued, like Hubba Bubba Cola or um, like uh, passion fruit uh, schnapps or something like (laughs) Schweppes, I mean, passion fruit Schweppes. And I saw this, and it was a really lonely time in my life. I'd just gone through a breakup, and I thought, how do I transfer this idea to a flyer? Obviously, I can't get my hands on an old Coke machine, and I don't want to copy their idea directly. So anything, anyway, my um, flyer went mini-viral, and I probably answered over 500 um, <laughs> calls for a compliment, and it was very popular. Um, I've tried putting up the flyer since then with minimal response um, but I have to say it was a very good run while I had it and uh, I just love your idea of the randomness of people calling Um, and I think you get to give your um, readers I was sad for you at first because I thought oh they just hear these messages and there's nothing there's no way to show them to the public Um, but you came up with your podcast idea and that's perfect Um, so good work on that, and I like the idea. I'll probably come call back. Take care. I hope you're doing well. Hey, are you located in West Virginia? I'm curious. <laughs> That's where the area code is for. So um, maybe you could let us know. For Thanks sure. again. Bye. Casey. Yo. That was Kelly. Kelly. New favorite caller ever. Yeah, Kelly. You know what? Here, here's a compliment. I mean, my wife's called. You're awesome. I'm saying. Yeah, I get you. But I'm saying. Yeah. like My compliment for you is... Excellent, Cole. My compliment for you is right fucking on, dog. That rules. I'm so fucking happy about this. You have no idea how happy I am about this entire fucking call. Like, I thought you might be. Holy shit. First off, I have a long history with Vulcan Video. <laughs> it's like... It's kind of excellent that that's where she saw th- th- it. Here's the thing, man, is Vulcan Video is responsible for my entire life in Austin, Texas. Like, I moved to Austin, Texas, where Telefriends is based from, uh... Casey is from West Virginia. Yes, I am. Originally. Um, When we were putting together the podcast, we were looking for Google numbers, and Austin wasn't an option. Right, 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 right. So so I thought it would be funny if we had one in some small town in West Virginia. So if you call one number off, you'll get some rando (laughs) in West Virginia that'll not know what the hell you're talking about. This this show is this show is like entirely your idea is the other thing. Sure, I mean we we'll, we work together. I mean ideas yeah. are fine, but making a thing happen is sure. a total yeah, yeah. other. I just remember you like you were texting me and you were like, "What what should I get? Make the last four digits of a thing say?" And I was like, "Jams," because we were talking about jams mm-hmm. a lot. And I don't know. And um, here we are. Here we are. Episode forty. Fucking episode forty. Vulcan Video though is first place I worked in Austin, so I like moved to town somehow got a job at, at Vulcan Video which is like I guess I didn't really realize how like weirdly prestigious that was at the time mm. you know what I mean yeah 
Well, I mean, it's like a Austin staple. Been there forever. Yeah, but it was like fucking. I think in a roundabout way, it's the only reason I know you. Like, you know what I mean? I think Vulcan Video is is really singularly responsible in making me have an enjoyable experience in a fantastic town. Like, yeah, you know, I mean, that's the key to like moving anywhere is finding your finding your fucking peeps. Yeah, and the way, best way to do that is become associated with a place where those people are. Yeah, that you can yeah. make yourself run into them. Like, literally every good friend i have in austin is based off where i work right yeah it's crazy yeah it's crazy how that works especially yeah i like fucking it's like i started working at vulcan video and then i started working with will solari who was working at vulcan video and then i like heard of him moved in with him and shit like now we have now we have a pot i don't know whatever man <laughs> like i fucking love vulcan video i love that 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 your call came from there fucking compliments line i'm that's, saying that's dude really that's good. so fucking that's a good. good idea i would be i would text that on the regular like i needed it i need another need another shot yeah fuck yeah that's such a good idea it's so good that that idea and that call came from vulcan video which is such a fucking it's like the other fucking austin books or whatever like right <laughs> it's like fuck man yeah that's yeah. where the people are who hold it down by the way fucking go to vulcan video and support them because they're amazing but i'm trying to think of a way that we can incorporate kelly's idea into i mean if you called and describe something we'll compliment it or if you're like <laughs> that's i like think a good you dog. can call in such a way as to need to be cheered up and we would knock that out for you but then there's no bummers though <laughs> so i don't know <laughs> shit that made me so happy thank you for calling kelly yeah kelly hope to hear from you again word. soon word i hope we answered all your questions that's impossible i know we didn't that's been episode 40 bo no yeah this is gonna be another shorty shorty on 40 dog no how did short a short 40 a north dallas 40 north dallas 2020 people are always talking about the back 40 what the fuck is the back 40 it's a it's like a farming thing right yes is is there a front 40 or is our front 60 it's an it's not the number is not the important part the number is how many acres and the back is like it's the furthest from the presumably the farmhouse how many acres is a farm it just depends it could be like that's depends on what it is is it like a self-sustaining farm is it so i'm saying like if you got a back 40 that's some small acres. fraction of your acreage yeah usually separated from the rest is okay. it, it, back 40 implies because if it was attached to the rest it would just be more the acreage <laughs> you know <laughs> man i think i'm yo fucking <clears throat> i'm proud of us for getting here and i'm happy to to keep going sure all right also we're on social media yo and our fucking website is coming back like our website was a little bit of a dead link for a minute there uh teledashfriends.com <laughs> but it, like right now it looks so good yeah, and it's it like nice. only a placeholder a placeholder page but that's all we need even then it's so yeah. fucking dope and like if you fucking click the go touch that yeah go Just, touch it see what happens it's so fucking good see what happens you touch it that's so close, what, your, close your eyes and touch it what you're doing is so gross Oh, and also, yo, that's the other thing. I want to say a uh, special thanks again to the, uh, the, 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 the dudes from Podding This Together because our episode that we're on, it's out. It's out in the world. It is. It's a thing in the world. We I talk a lot. It. We do. We talk a lot. We've got lots of thoughts about Joseph Lawrence. Yes. Um, and I think that uh, the Podding This Together guys did a really good job of putting that episode together. I know that I didn't. Of Podding It Together? 
Yeah. Yeah, because I, I didn't record our end of the audio right, and I feel like I made their job way harder. And I, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm fucking yeah, really it sorry. Tr- it turned out really nice. It really did. It was a fun thing to do, and they're good folks, and make a good thing that people should listen to. Yeah, Podness Together. So, so far, you should fucking listen to Podness Together. You should go to tele-friends.com and fucking touch the thing and see what happens. You should visit Vulcan Video if you're in the Austin area. You should listen to Taku's album, Do What You Love. Because of our because of our theme song, Supposed to Do, is is on it yeah and you should fucking you should fucking tell a friend about telefriends and tell them to call 304518 james yeah you know what else you should do say james (laughs) play call number one whoa ending at the beginning prepare yourselves for a world of fantasy and adventure my man welcome to tfdnd what up bo you what no i like the dramatic music intro there it goes just long enough you're like is there gonna be music i was like bam welcome to tfdnd bo you are stone and the brobarian soft-spoken soldier of soliloquy casey you are blizzit fifth of 20 undefinedly powerful hedge wizard (laughs) who runs roughshod over the rules of reality Hidden even now behind a 12-foot-tall abacus-faced avatar of a countomancy is Chongo Many Rips, a crafty cut purse that gives the phrase silent partner exactly one additional meaning. (laughs) Chongo, the avatar, and our heroes themselves are perched perilously at the edge of the well Fargo. A supernatural spring nestled deep within the bowels of the halls of Hijink. Exercising every ounce of his occult energy, Blazit slows time itself Not to every a crawl ounce. for one vital moment, knowing full well that his reserves of voodoo juice are already near depletion. <laughs> Capitalizing upon this narrow window of opportunity, Stonan involves in. Blazit in a short discussion regarding his theories on the nature of time and its relationship to our perceptions. He then flaps his leathery cow wings and bursts forth towards the unmoving avatar's frozen face. Grasping with both meaty Brobarian paws, Stonan finds a grip on the venerable creature's beaded brow and tugs mightily, snapping the abacus rod and scattering its counting beads violently. Our heroes watch with what should be a dawning sense of dread as the face of a god plummets down the central well. Oh shit. Its purplish glow brightens as the walls around our heroes begin to melt and scream. Oh my god. The well's coins multiply thricefold, then consolidate briefly into a single, impossibly dense coin before re-multiplying by a negative number. What? The accountant lord begins to dissolve into the well. (laughs) Though it no longer has a face, our heroes get a distinct impression that it is perturbed at them. You've broken math and time's unstuck. Retrieve the beads, you silly And with that, the avatar is gone. This is my favorite. The well whips itself into a whirlpool of crackling eldritch energy. What do you do? Dog. So, shit. Your voodoo juice is running low. I feel my energy's returning. (laughs) All I needed was to catch my breath.
and eat one of these level up bars that I've carried in my pack. <laughs> oh shit! Always holding out on me, bro. Mm-hmm. You know me. You got to get my fix. <laughs> Sorry, I can't hear you over the wailing walls. <laughs> Yo, so that's that's really happening. Okay. Um. So fuck. Okay. So meta game time. Okay. So everything fell apart. Yeah. Everything fell down the well. The well. A coin got bigger than smaller than big. Then math happened, and we broke math. We broke math because we ripped off the abacus face. Yeah. But he said, "What about the beads?" So we have, we have to do something about the beads. We got to gather the beads. <laughs> yeah. And they fell down the well that turned into this big mystical field. Yeah. Last one in. Cannonball. Nose pinch. <laughs> How about we send Chongo down there first? Chongo goes first. He's going to find some magical treasure that's going to make him even more wealthy and powerful than he already is. How does uh, he not die? We got to get there before Chongo is what you're saying. Never. If your instinct is to send Chongo first, it's always wrong. <laughs> it's the time you should never but send But it's like first. a watery well. It's a well, right? Like I don't think it's a well anymore. It's a arcane energies. Oh, so it's not like we have to worry about running out of air. No, we don't have to worry about doing math ever again either because we we broke that. Well, let's get the fuck out of here then. Fuck these dudes. Oh my. Oh shit. Do we have an incoming call? We do. I kind of want to pick it up. Pick it up. I'm, pick, I'm doing it in character. Hello, you're live on Telefriends. Hello? Hello? Hi, hi. We're recording Telefriends. Hey, we're, we're recording Telefriends right now. Oh, okay. Hi. Right now? Yeah, yeah you're on the show right now. Oh, okay. Hi, it's Rachel. Hi, hey. Rachel. Hey, we. It's usually you call with a question for us, but today, um, we have a question for you. Okay. So, the fucking abacus beads fell down the well. Yeah. So we're we're, we're in the middle of Telefriends D and D, oh, and okay. we're fighting the giant abacus face creature. Yeah. I don't know if you're caught up, but he, uh-huh. he's, he's got an abacus for a face. We broke his abacus face, and in the process, we broke math. We were told uh-huh. we broke math and time. And like wow. everything turned into a big arcane energy area, uh-huh. and we were told we had to retrieve the beads uh-huh. that fell down into this area. What do you think we should do? Cool. Yeah. In character, you can be Chongo. Oh, Mini- yeah, uh-huh. you be Chongo. You can be Chongo right now. <laughs> okay. Cool. Um. Well. Uh. Maybe Chongo reaches into their. Uh, sporty backpack that they always carry. Mm-hmm. They do have a backpack. And they it's have, like one of those uh, string magical... backpacks that's like not really a backpack backpack. It's like little gym like ropes. You'd take it to your, the gym. A gym bag. It's like a it's sack. Like a Nike back. cinch sack. Yeah, it's a yeah, cinch it's sack. Like a, sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He got it at like a free freshman orientation and he exactly. just held on yeah, to it the yeah. whole time. Yeah. Uh, exactly. <laughs> he, did not, he did not finish uh, going to that school. No. <laughs> no, not his style. Um, he reaches in and he finds a magical handheld Hoover vacuum. Ooh, okay. And he speaks a word of power. Sure, yeah. why not? Uh, he speaks a word of power into the handle. What, what's and the word? And he tells it that he needs to uh, uh, dust buster. Yes. Is the word. And he, uh, he specifies that he needs to pick up the abacus beads, turns that shit on. Awesome. And stands triumphantly. Oh. Well, something happens. I, I, I lean over to to Stone Ann and say, hey, hey, you got an idea. Okay. You got any rope on you? Yeah, dude, you know I got rope. But <laughs> I, gotta, I just want to tell you that breaking math and time is kind of like mission in life achieved. So well, sneak over to Chongo, <laughs> tie that rope around his waist. Okay. We don't want him to fall in, like accidentally. Right. This is for Chongo's oh, no. safety. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, 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 I stealthily That's sneak over nice. to Chongo. Uh, you can hear like staccato uh-huh. violin shits, and I tie rope around his waist. 
and I immediately boot him in the ass, so he falls into this arcane <laughs> rift. But, but Chongo's got... He's this... leaning over the vacuum, <laughs> and I just boot him as hard as I can right in the butt. <laughs> oh, shit. And we'll, I guess we'll find out what happens next time. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> what was your call going to be? <laughs> oh, well, I had a, a, a funny uh, jam in for you guys. Oh, shit. It's a perfect uh, way to end an episode. It really is. Well, I have excellent timing, I guess. Um, I wanted to jam in LaCroix Boy by Little Dipper. I don't know if you guys have heard that one. But I was looking it up now. Um, I don't want to describe it because I don't want to spoil the surprise. LaCroix Boy. With an I? Ooh. Ooh, starts off like gin and juice. LaCroix's in the hood. Yeah. Can you hear this? Can you hear this? Grab a can of two. No, no, I can't. Shit. We're listening to the song. Yeah, it's playing now. Okay. So thirsty. <laughs> We're gonna do hot takes here. Yep. Pretty literal. Yeah. Yeah. It's a pretty surface level. Yes. This is but it's fantastic. It's fucking smooth. Smooth jams. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I just remember when. Yeah. Uh, whoa. Oh. You guys remember when Jimmy Fallon had, his, had, had a hit song there for like a minute? With what? Like before the Tonight Show. Post Saturday Night Live. I do not remember. Really? Jimmy Fallon had a comedy album that had a song that actually was played on the radio. Whoa. Yeah. What was it? Huh. Something about being a crappy boyfriend. Unreleased track. Weird. Yeah. Can I tell you about the time I saw Jimmy Fallon open up for the Strokes? Ooh, that's a weird combo. It was a weird bill, man. Whoa. Yeah, that's strange. Yo, I fuck with Little Dipper and LaCroix Boy. Yeah, I like this. Thank you for your call, yeah, Rachel. Yeah. Thanks for being our first ever yeah, actual caller to Telefriends. You'll have to wait <laughs> to get jammed out. Oh? Yeah, because you can't hear it anyway over this. Fucking... Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a... Is there like some fancy music that I can't hear right now? <laughs> no. I ha- no. no, we're, we're going we're gonna to save it. You'll have to pick it up no. at the uh, in your normal fashion. Yeah, but yo, thanks for yo, calling Telefriends. <laughs> excellent timing. Thanks for calling. Okay. Yeah, you're welcome. All right. Uh, thanks for letting me crash your show. <laughs> Word. <laughs> we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Dudes, bye. bye. Yo. What are we going to leave her with? Oh, so yeah, I got you, dog. There's this There's this uh, person on SoundCloud I found named Future Kitsune. Yo. This shit right here, which is called Corin. <clears throat> this is Corin by Future Kitsune. Future Kitsune? It's fucking dope. <laughs> It just kind of starts, though. It doesn't have a whole lot of moves, but it does jam quite a bit. You know one move everybody has? What's that? Call 304 518. <laughs> jam. Jam. Next week, 41. Yo, 41's next week, dog. Yo, it's not bad, right? I like this. <laughs>